0: Welcome to the Emmanuel Church podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message
1: joining us here today if you are watching and joining us online first of all welcome second of all sorry <laughs> we are aware uh there is uh, some kind of glitch that uh, is only letting you see part of the screen so uh that is not something we have been able to fix at the moment but we will try and get it better out for y'all next week. But thank you for joining us anyway and sticking with us through it. I am Pastor Gabe. Nice to meet you. I'm so glad that you are here. have an opportunity to be here today. Welcome to 2022. Happy New Year. Uh, We have been off for a few weeks and we are glad to be able to be back here with you. We're in a new space. We're at a new time. Um, We are doing some new things this year and we're excited for it, Um, it, but we are continuing out some new things, but at the end of this month, we're going to be restarting our e-groups for the year of 2022. Uh, If you don't know what that is, e-groups is our Bible study weekly small group uh, event that we hold on Tuesday nights at 730 here in this same building. And we study the Bible together, pray together, and at the end of the month, we will be restarting that. So we hope that you have an opportunity to join us. Uh, If you uh, would like to continue to support our ministry, you can. You can give online through text or even here in person in our giving station here. Uh, If you uh, would like to support what we're doing, our day-to-day operations, anything that we support, missionaries and other things that we do for the community. That being said, uh, today I have uh, something that I want to share from you. Uh, The title of my message today is called 2022. Here we go. It's real simple, really a a quick message that is from some things that I have been thinking on, some things that I have been uh, meditating on in my head and in my heart these past few weeks as we've been getting ready for 2022. 2022. You know, the year ends and everybody starts, or most people start, or maybe you've given up on uh, doing New Year's resolutions. Anybody have New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe lose some weight, eat better, read the Bible more, pray more, go to church more. We all have these ideas and things that we would like to do, things that we would like to reach, goals that we'd like to accomplish. You know, this year I want to travel more. This year, I want to do, I, I don't know, whatever. You, maybe you want to learn a new language. I need to practice my Spanish because uh, my wife's family is Puerto Rican and they mostly speak Spanish. And so I got to better up on that. Uh, but, but maybe you want to learn a new language, a new skill. You want to do a new thing, go to a new place, do something, experience something new. And we all have these goals that we want to set out for ourselves at the beginning of the year. But we tend to drop off fairly quickly. In fact, statistics show that most people stop trying to accomplish their New Year's resolutions by the month of February. Uh, some sooner than that. You know. It's like, oh, I, I was going to start my diet on the first of the year, and then I failed. And then, well, better luck next year. <laughs> better luck next year. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. I have. Sometimes when I try to start a goal, I'm like, well, it didn't work out this time, so maybe I'll try next year. And so we all have things we want to accomplish. And as I started thinking about this year, I started thinking about 2022. I started to think, what is it that I want to do? Not just my goals, but who do I want to be? Because that is something I think that is more important than just what we do. Because we can try and do new things, try and build new skills. And, and that and that realistically does not have to happen at the beginning of a new year. It can happen anytime. In fact, I, I think I read somewhere that said the best time to start new goals is the month of September. Because in September, you're getting ready for already to hit the holiday season. And a lot of times, that bef- the holiday season is a hard time to start wanting to do goals or start wanting to do anything because there's so much else going on. But I started thinking to myself, what do I want, who do I want to be this year? Who, who, what do I want to be like? When people think of me or when people encounter me, what will they see? Who will they see? What picture am I giving them? Because the truth is a lot of times we wear a lot of faces, we wear a lot of hats, we wear a lot of personalities. We're different at work than we are at church, we're different at school, we're different even depending on what friends we're with, what family members we're with, you know. Maybe you have family members that you get along well with and they're like chismosos, you know, they're but so you become a gossip. It's like, oh, did you hear? (laughs) Did you hear? Christians are really bad at that. They don't do do it like normal people do. I need you to know. This this and this is going on, so pray for it. They they add that, pray for it, make it spiritual. And we become different people depending on where we're at, depending on what we're doing, or depending uh, on our situations. And I, I thought about that and I said, I don't want to be that anymore. And so I came up, with these three things that are less uh, 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 a complicated sermon, and three things that are less, I less I, I said, you know, this is who we should strive to be, how we should strive to be. As people, as human beings, as Christians, as, as followers of Jesus, this is w- what we should strive to be. So today I'm going to share with you three things that I think we should build our lives on this year in 2022. Number one is stop pretending to be someone you're not and that goes with that what i was saying just a second ago we tend to put on masks we tend to put on personalities and we act like different people different places and not only that a lot of times we tend to hide parts of ourselves we're not completely honest with people when we are alone we are different When we are with someone that we are very close to, that's when we tend to be our real selves. We don't always feel comfortable being our real self at church or at work or anything else. So we pretend. We put on a mask. We put on this idea of who we should be in that space. And, and everybody do, kind of does it, and it, it's a defense mechanism. You know, we, we try to protect ourselves. We try to be safe. We don't want to be hurt. So we act a certain way, do certain things, say certain things. And, and that effect, especially affects a lot of times when we come to church. We come to church and we put on this mask, uh, this idea of who we are supposed to be, and yet we may not be that person. We come acting like we have it all together. Who really of us has it all together? We come acting holier than we might be. We act like we pray all of the time or read the Bible all the time or be spiritual all of the time. and We put on that face, or pretend that so that we can somehow be accepted in those spaces wherever we're at. The thing about it is, is that is never how we were intended to be. God created us in His image, the Bible tells us, to be ourselves. He never intended us to hide from himself. In fact, in the very beginning of the Bible, we find the story of Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis. And they had made they had they had done something they weren't supposed to do. And God is looking for them, and He's asking them, Where are you? He didn't want them to hide who they were. He didn't want them to hide what they were doing. In fact, I, I feel like the story would have been different had they immediately come to God. After they made made their choice. But God doesn't want us to hide. He doesn't want us to pretend who we are. Because the more we pretend, the more it affects our lives. The more it affects our relationship with God. Then we start pretending like we have it all together. Then we start pretending like we actually know God. When we are far from it. There are a lot of people that would like to pl- pretend to play Christian, and yet their lives are very different than what Jesus intended us to live by. He wants us to be real. He wants us to be authentic. Because God sees us. He sees you and me in the very way that we are. No, no amount of mass can pr- make that make that, make that that different. He knows who you are. That's like in the cartoons of Scooby-Doo. Anybody ever watch Scooby-Doo? Growing up, I used to watch Scooby-Doo it was like all the time on TV, on Cartoon Network. And they, they would always reveal the mask, or pull the mask off at the end. And everybody seemed to be surprised except for like Velma. Velma always knew. She was the one. She was like, it's Dr. Jenkins. you know. But that, the, Because she knew. She was like, they couldn't hide. I, I saw the way they were doing things. I saw this, and we can't hide from God. Yet we try to. God doesn't want us to be that. That ruins our relationship with Him. It ruins our relationship with other people because we then make them know someone that we aren't even. That's not who we are. God spoke to the Israelites one time and He said that you put on this mask, basically. In Isaiah 29, verse 13, He says, The Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is based merely on rules that they have been taught. He says they have put up a facade, a a face of holiness and goodness, and they think that they know me, but they're just playing pretend. They're pretending, they're acting like they know me, they're acting like they follow me, they carry their name on my lips, and yet, yet, they are far from me. They are far from me. And that's the danger. We start to believe that we are more the mask than anything else. We start to believe that that's who we are and the person that we truly are on the inside is someone that shouldn't be, that's someone that shouldn't exist. Yet God speaks to us and tells us, I know who you, I, I knew who you were before you were born, before you were made, before, I, before the foundations of creation, I knew you and that's who I want you to be. You shouldn't be ashamed of yourself. I've felt that a lot this past year. I felt a lot of, of, of myself pretending to be. Pretending to be someone online, not saying things that I really wanted to say. Not telling people things that I, I know that they needed to hear, yet I didn't. I, I was pretending because I wanted people to like me. I mean, who, who doesn't want people to like them? We want friends. We, we want friends. On well, people, we don't want to say anything to hurt people's feelings, and then have no friends and be on our own. We we like that, but in order to live a more genuine life and a more genuine faith, we have to stop pretending to be someone that we're not. Because God doesn't want that version of you. He doesn't. He doesn't want that version of you. He wants you how He created you to be. All the things that you might hide from people, He knows. And He loves you. And He takes you at that. That's who He wants you to be. So we need to stop pretending this year. Let's stop pretending. Number two, it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. I don't like to fail. (laughs) I don't like to, to, to start something and then it not work. You know, uh, uh, does anybody like to fail? I don't think so. We don't like to make mistakes. It feels terrible when we make a mistake. When we find out or realize we've done something wrong or we've hurt somebody or done something. uh, Or we've tried to do something new and it doesn't work out. Just like all of our New Year's resolutions. I have a workout routine that I've been following. Sort of. Sort of. That's like the caveat there. Sort of. Because I must have restarted it like 12 uh, dozen times last year. I was like, ah, well, I fell off for a couple of weeks, time to restart the whole thing. Because I didn't want to admit to myself that I failed. That I stopped. That I didn't meet the cut. That I didn't do what I wanted to do. That I didn't finish. That I didn't get there. See, I don't know about you, but I have a thing in my life that I, I, I deal with a lot, and it's called perfectionism. It's the, this idea that I have to have everything perfect. Otherwise, it's just useless or worthless. And that mentality then transfers onto me. If I cannot finish something, or if I do not do the thing, go through, follow through with whatever I'm trying to do, I then feel useless. I then feel like a failure. And we've probably all been there. Maybe we didn't get the job that we wanted to. Maybe we didn't get the grade that we wanted to in school. Maybe we didn't uh, end up where we wanted to be in life. We thought we would be somewhere else by this time. We thought we might have more money. We thought we might be in a better place in life. We thought this is where we might be. We thought we wouldn't still be single. I'm married, but, you know, maybe that's you. We thought, we thought, we keep thinking these things. We keep pushing ourselves, and we keep trying to live up to this level of perfection that we will never reach, yet somehow we convince ourselves that that is the only way that we can be successful. We do not allow ourselves to fail. And if that is what we get from the Bible, then we've missed the point. Because the people in the Bible, the heroes of the faith as we often call them, were anything but perfect. They were often people that made lots of mistakes. They were often people that were failures through and through. They were people that got things wrong all of the time. One of my favorite people was the Apostle Peter. He's one of the people that got it wrong all of the time. Well, not all of the time. Sometimes he got it right. But immediately after, he'd get it wrong. There's the one, one of the story where he asked his disciples, he says, who, who do you say that I am? Who am I? And Peter said, you are Jesus, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. Then not too long after, he's like, but... God, Jesus, you should not do this. You, you can't die. You can't die on the cross. And then Jesus proceeds to call him Satan. And then he's like, I will be with you till the very end, he tells them as they're praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then right after that, he cuts off a guy's ear and then runs away. He was always back and forth between right and wrong, good and bad, getting it right and failing. The Bible tells us that this is what it looks like to be human. And we have to realize that it is okay to not get everything right. It is okay to not be perfect. It's okay to fail sometimes. It's okay to make mistakes. Because when we make mistakes, when we fail, all it is is part of life. It is part of us growing. One of the biggest people in the, one of the people that is, wrote a lot of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, he wrote in the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verses 12 to 14. He was talking about his faith and how faith should look in our lives, how we should look better, how things should look better in our lives. Yet, he said, We haven't got there yet. I haven't got there yet. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 to 14, he says, Not that I have already obtained all of this. I haven't got there. Or have already arrived at the goal. But I press on to take hold of that for which Jesus Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining to what is ahead, I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul Paul tells us, I am not perfect, and I am not there yet. I, I probably won't be there. In another part of the Bible, he writes, I probably won't be there. I won't hit the goal until I'm in heaven. I'm going to be working towards this my entire life. So he tells us, it's okay to not get it right. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is try. You have to try. This is the concept that I am working on in my life in very small ways right now. And sometimes that's where you got to start, small, to break the the grip of perfectionism, this idea that we have to be perfect. See, I have a thing, a problem in my life where, as if I do not put the dishes to wash at the end of the day in the dishwasher, I am full of stress and anxiety. That is a weird, it's a very small thing, but if you ask my wife, she will tell you, it's it's kind of annoying to her sometimes, because I'm like, it's like 11.30, we're tired, and I'm like, I have to put the dishes away, go to sleep. No, I have to put the dishes away, because then I feel like I have not accomplished something for that day. That is absolutely not true, but that's what I have felt, and so... For, for, for like one or two days out of the week, what I'm trying to do is to not have to do that. It's a small thing. And it makes it worse sometimes, it makes that feeling worse. But I'm trying to move towards this place where I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to finish. You don't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to always go, everything doesn't have to be perfect. It's okay. God accepts us and brings us who we are. He walks with us all of, with, with all of our mistakes, with, with all of our problems, with all of our struggles and difficulties. He is still with us. That is not scaring Him away. So let's learn that this year, that it is okay to fail. It's okay to not finish things. And number three today, choose love over hate. I think that is one of the biggest things that I have seen that I've struggled with in my faith. Not that I have I have had a problem loving people, although it is very difficult to love people, especially in a Walmart parking lot where I almost got ran over. You know. Sometimes uh, th- that happened that hap- that that's not just an exaggerate that recently happened to me. I was walking back to my car with a basket of groceries and a car I am next to it starts backing up into me and I'm like tapping on the glass and they're still moving and I have to run. And I'm like I'm about to say something I'm like no people from church might be here. <laughs> I don't know. But it, 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 it's difficult sometimes for me because one of the things that I have seen more than anything is the ability of many Christians who call themselves, many people who call themselves Christians here in our nation choose hate over love. That they are more concerned about being right theologically than they are about loving people. They are more concerned about having right doctrine, going to the right church, doing the right things than loving other people. We've missed the point if that is what our faith is about. If your faith is about believing the right things and making sure that other people believe exactly the same things that you do, then we've missed the point. That is not faith. That is not Jesus. That is not what He exemplified. That is not what He taught. The other day I saw a post said that something about Jesus, and it said people miss it and say that Jesus was talking always about love and not about sin, but that's the thing. The more I read the Bible and the more I read the New Testament, the less I see that Jesus actually talked about sin in the context of people going to hell or being doomed for forever. The more times that he addresses sin, it is always in love. It is never about judgment to those people. It is never about judgment to those who needed him the most. The one who he judged more were the religious people. The ones who should know better. He says you've missed the law. He told the religious leaders one point, he says you missed the law. You tithe, you do all the religious things you do the theology right. In fact, one time he commended them. He says your righteousness is 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 spot on. You follow the law to the letter. You got it. Yet you don't have love. The Apostle Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 to 3. He says, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. He says, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, I, I'm not I, I, I I'm nothing. I'm just noise. Verse two: If I have the gift of prophecy and I know all the mysteries and have all of the knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I have, but I do not have love, I am nothing. I, if I give, verse three: If I give all my all I possess to the poor and give all over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. I've heard a conversation a lot of a lot on Twitter, where people are talking. Uh, uh, a lot of people have talked about this this idea of loving people, and there are two sides to it. One side that says what we have to, if we just love everybody, then we have to compromise the truth. And then there's the other side that says we don't have to compromise anything because love is the truth. And if we look at what the Bible talks about, how the Bible describes God, the ones who are more on that the right edge of things are the ones that say that love is truth because the Bible says that God is truth and God is love. If we are to get something right, it is how we are going to love people. Jesus did not say, you will be known by having all of the right doctrines in your church. You will, not, you will be known by singing the right songs. You will be kn- known by having political power. You will be known. No, he, none of, he says, you will be known that you are my disciples by how you love. He says, that's the way that people are going to see you. That's the way. And I believe it was a, Desmond Tutu that passed away recently, I think. Uh, he is a bis- He was a bishop. Um, and one of the things that he said was, I would rather err on the side of love. He says, if I'm going to get it wrong, I would rather move to the side of love. I would rather get it wrong and love people than anything else. Because sometimes we're concerned about whether it's right theologically or this or that or whatever, but I think if we were to follow in Jesus' footsteps, we would be far less concerned about that and actually just step into people's lives and say, how can I love you today? How can I welcome you to the place where Jesus has a space for you? Because otherwise, we keep people out that deserve to be in. That was a conversation I had with someone I can't remember. And they asked me, do those people deserve to be here? We shouldn't even be asking that question. Yes, they deserve to be here. Yes, they have a space here. Because that is who God is. Jesus opened the doors for everyone to come in. He says, you are here and you have space here. So I this year and we this year should choose love over hate. Because I think that that's where we're going to get it right. And that's what Jesus said. He says, the biggest law, the the most important laws are love God and love your neighbor as you love yourself. He says, on those two things hinge the law and the prophets. If you get this, you will get all of that right. If you miss this, though, you miss all of that. It doesn't matter how much you do of the other thing, you won't, you'll miss it. So let's choose love over hate this year. I would like you to stand. I don't have a big challenge this year, but that let's consider how we should be better this year. Who we can be rather than what we can do. Because when we become better than what we do, how we live our lives, will flow out of that. If we choose love better, if we choose to not pretend, if we choose to be okay with ourselves and love ourselves, you know, that's what it is. Being okay with failing, that, that, that shows that we love ourselves a little bit more. That we love God a little bit more if we, we are willing to be ourselves and be honest and true to who we are. And if we will choose love over hate, that spills out. And our actions will follow. If we choose love over hate, our actions will follow. So let's pray this year that we become someone better. We follow Jesus better this year. It's going to be messy. It's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard because it's going to challenge some of us. Challenge some of the things that we've believed before. Challenge some of the things that we've held on to before, the things that we've hidden before. But it is going to be the way that we are known as people who are followers of Jesus truly. Father God, we come before you today. We thank you for this opportunity to be in this space. We thank you, God, for your word This year in 2022, for those of us who are here For those of us who are watching online, God, I ask that you be with us. Help us to be more like Jesus. Help us to be better this year. So that we can be honest and accepting of who we are. So that we can be okay when we're not okay. And that we can choose love over everything else. Help us to follow you more, Jesus, this year. So that when people see us, they will know who we belong to. Jesus.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry. Or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemanualchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash gift. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.